Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the My IT Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. In studio today with Always Silent Sarah, editor, working the boards, making us sound good, and with co-host Lisa Durfus, talking about all things chai. Last week, we went into some details about an interview that I did. Now, I was the one being interviewed, and it was by the senior editor of Team Magazine. Her name is Katrina Avila Municello, and she actually grilled me, if you really want to know the truth, about <laughs> all kinds of things about my chai business and how I got into the business. And it was actually a very fun interview. She did a great job with it. And she had a lot of questions about our chai. And now many of you know that that's how I got started in the tea business is making chai for my family and then ultimately started selling the chai at local farmer's markets. And that's how my tea company got to start and took off. But a lot has really changed for me since then. Let me just understand, was that your only offering was the one chai? Yes. We started with one type of chai. And it was a black tea chai that I had in tea bags. Shortly thereafter, we created an herbal version using ruibus. Now, both of those tea bags have since been gone, and we no longer carry them. We do have loose leaf versions of the regular chai and the herbal chai, and then three others. So you have five altogether? Five loose leaf versions of chai. Okay. And we also make three liquid concentrates that we sell on the websites, but most of which we are selling to wholesale customers and cafes around the country. And in fact, Katrina had a few questions for me about how we got into the liquid chai business and the challenges that are involved with that. Take a listen to my response to some of her questions. You now also have a chai concentrate. Yes, of course. That's a challenge that a lot of people I think have been grappling with, how to make a good chai concentrate. Right. What is your biggest challenge in that? Oh, the balance. Trying to achieve a balance between sweetness, spice, and the convenience of a concentrate. And to suggest that it was a challenge, we have three flavors. Each of those flavors took us more than a year to get right. A year. Because if it didn't have what I wanted, we weren't going to sell it. I wanted to create the most authentic representation we could, but still make it easier for cafes. And lend itself to American palates. So we have a spicy version. The spicy version is less sweet, more spicy, mm -hmm. more authentic, based upon what I would believe chai should be. We have a regular version that's maybe a little sweeter. And then we have a new one that's caffeine-free and sugar-free, which is a challenge in its own right, not to have the sugar. That's pretty impressive. So you have five blends, is that correct? In loose leaf. In loose leaf, yeah, I have five different blends. So people want sort of a trending of chai flavor. Like a white tea chai doesn't make much sense, but we've added some spice to it, some peppercorns. That particular white chai, I wouldn't recommend that you have with, say, milk and sugar. It's one of those things that's really <laughs> tasty, but perfectly fine on its own. And I think we tell you that on the website that you don't need milk and sugar with that. On the other hand, we have some really authentic versions, including the one that I started with 15 years ago. So you're responding to your audience, but also trying to maintain the profile and the... To what degree we can, yes. All right. Well, that was really enlightening, but I have a couple questions. Okay. And I'm hoping that I'm not the only one out there who needs clarification on this, but what exactly is a chai concentrate? Actually, that's a great question because when you're making chai... It's different than a cup of tea in a couple of regards. So obviously there's milk and sugar in it, but there's a lot of milk and sugar in it. And so when you're talking about having a strong flavor of tea and having all of the strong flavor of spices, we're talking about making essentially a concentrated cup. 
Now, when I'm talking about a chai concentrate, we're talking about something that's a commercialized version, a liquid concentrate that you just add milk to, that's already sweetened, that's already got the spices, that already has everything in it. So all you have to do is add the milk and you can get the cup that you're looking for. So that's what we mean by a chai concentrate. It's sort of like frozen juice concentrates, just add water. Well, we've done that with chai, so all you have to do is add the milk. Uh, so it's, it's very convenient. And it provides some consistency for the consumer. They don't have to constantly adjust the measurement. It's of, very much. That's correct. Now, ours is a little different because most chai concentrates on the market are one-to-one, so that means you use half milk and half concentrate. Ours is 11-to-one, so you use one ounce of our product and 11 ounces of milk. And I've done that deliberately to try to make a really thick, creamy, heavy chai that's more authentic. And so our one-ounce shots that you put into that are really concentrated. They're really strong, really powerful, really flavorful, and they're very good. Well, and I'm assuming that was part of that whole year-long process of coming up with the formulation, right? Because, I mean, that's a long time. It is a long time. And And what was actually involved in all of that? So it does take a year, and sometimes in some cases more than a year. And it's because when you're concentrating it at that level, you have to be careful, and you have to have a balance. And then part of it also is my own, let's just say, craziness in trying to make sure that the flavors were authentic, they were real, they were true, they were balanced, so that when you got that cup, it made you go, wow, I don't taste any particular spice really strong. They all seem to be harmonious, and they are all really delicious. Now, to achieve that, you have to tweak a little bit at a time, up, down, up, down, up, down, with all of the spices, all of the tea notes. And so you're talking about a bunch of elements, ginger, cardamom, cinnamon, cloves, tea, sweetness, honey, pepper, all of these things. And you're constantly adjusting little bits at a time. And when you're talking about 11 to 1 concentrate, you're talking about a really concentrated shot, like a little adjustment really pops in a big way. So it was a lot of trial and error. Well... It was trial and error, but with some purpose. Right. We would make some adjustments, and we would all cup it here, and we would try it at different temperatures in different ways, and then we would make some adjustments this way and that way. You want to make the adjustments incrementally because it's too easy to just make a really strong adjustment, and then the whole flavor profile is knocked out. So we were literally moving one step at a time. I think a better thing than trial and error would be we were building slowly one brick at a time the flavors until we got the balance right, and that's what takes so long. And you know, one of the things that we talked about in the last show is the balance between innovation and authenticity. And that's kind of what we want to achieve with our chai. And I think a lot of companies are trying to do that. They're trying to make these concentrates innovative, so they're convenient, and they meet the needs of modern life, but still adhere to some authentic standards, flavor profiles and taste. And so I think that's a really hard thing to achieve, and I think a lot of companies have done that. Now, there are a lot of other companies who also spend a lot of time just trying to be innovative and doing a lot of unusual things with Chime. And when we come back from our break, we're going to dive into that a little bit because Katrina asked me a very pointed question. Are there some things that I simply would not do with Chai? Oh, yeah, there are. (laughs) Stay with us. We'll definitely cover those when we come back here at Steeping Around. Hi, this is Sarah with the Maya Tea Company. If you've been steeping around with Manish Shah, you've likely heard me on random radio commercials. Although I'm sure I could have had you fooled. No, I'm not a professional radio presence. 
Actually, I work alongside your host, Manish, during the Monday to Friday 9 to 5, pushing paper and paying bills. And like most of us 9 to 5ers, I require a daily dose of caffeine. Luckily for me, working in the tea business, there's no shortage of caffeinated teas to choose from. But I generally stick to my two favorites, Yerba Mate and Pu'er Tea. Yerba Mate is strong and grassy, while Pu'er is earthy and robust. When it comes to flavor, these teas couldn't be any more different. But I can depend on both of these to keep me on the edge of my seat, which is really a necessity when you work with a guy like Manish. You can find these wonderful teas, Yerba Mate and Pu'er, on our website available for sale, but that's not all. Check out the blog section of MayaTea.com for a blog written specifically on each of them by yours truly. You'll find a variety of other blogs there as well. That's right, Maya Tea Company isn't just about selling great tea, it's all about education and community. So if you like what you've heard on Steeping Around, you're sure to love what you're going to find on MayaTea.com. And if you type the word steep into the coupon code, you can save 15%. Cheers! We're back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea in studio with co-host Lisa, talking about all things chai. We've been talking actually a lot about the concept of balance, the notion that chai needs to be balanced. And we've been talking a lot about authenticity and innovation and sort of the nexus between where all three of those concepts come together. And Katrina asked me a very pointed question that I think is a very interesting one. Are there some things that I wouldn't do with chai? Take a listen to what my answer is. Is there anything you would not do with the chai? I mean, there are a lot of chais out there. Is there something you absolutely wouldn't do or something you feel like is critical has to be there all the time? That's a great question. I would never say that I wouldn't do something because I swore I would never do a chai concentrate and here I am with one and (laughs) and a really successful one at that. So one of the things I do not anticipate I will ever do is fruit-flavored chais. There's something about that that makes me feel very disauthentic. So doing a cherry chai or a chocolate chai or orange chai, I don't see that. What I would be rather prone to doing is exploring more in the sense of native herbals from other traditions. So like we use ruibus, but I'm okay with yerba mate. I don't mind using green tea. So I don't mind turning the concept of taking something, making it spicy and creamy so long as we adhere to maybe some indigenous infusions. Yeah. But I'm not sure I'm going to go down the road to the heavily flavored things. Well, and that seems in keeping with what you talked about, about the balance of flavors. And if you're doing something that's an orange chai, you're by its very nature throwing in an imbalance. Exactly. But at the same time, I don't want to be seen as so stoic and classical that we're not open Mm -hmm. to some exploration. So like I like this idea of taking mate or guayusa or some of these new infusions that are coming along, and I'm sure they will continue to come along as we roll, and saying, okay, what can we do with these naturally growing teas that people have consumed for centuries? Can we take them, put our spin on it, but not be dishonorable to their culture nor ours? Again, mixing them, but certainly not trampling upon the tradition that they've established before us. (laughs) 
I kind of would like to know what our listeners would like to see in chai. Email us at steep at mayatea.com and that's S-T-E-E-P at maya, M-A-Y-A-T-E-A dot com. And I would like to know what kind of innovations you would like to see in the way of chai. Actually, if any of you do come up with something interesting that you want us to blend, I'd be willing to take a crack at blending one of them and putting them up on our website just for fun. I think that would be a really cool thing to do. And of course, if any of you have any good chai ideas or good questions about anything related to the show, we'll send you some free tea. Okay, so you heard it here, guys. Email us your suggestions. We really want to hear from you. And if you actually want to try any of the chais that we've created or any of the teas that we've talked about, you can always find them at our website, www.mayatea.com. That's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A dot com. If you're a fan of the show, you can fan us on Facebook. We have Facebook sites for both Steeping Around as well as the Maya Tea Company. And of course, you can always find the show at steepingaround.com or on iTunes. Now, the chai shows have been really interesting because it's sort of about where we began. But how about where we are headed? We're starting on the new year, yeah? Yes. Do you ever wonder what's in the cards for you? Absolutely, all the time. What about what's in the cup? tea leaf reading, the science of tassiomancy. Well, I don't know very much about tea leaf reading, but I have someone who does. During the course of the next few weeks, we're going to speak with Amy Taylor. She's a tea leaf reader based out of Canada, and we have conducted a great interview with her as far as what goes into tea leaf reading, the history of it, and maybe what's in store in the upcoming months based upon the readings that she's done. They're very interesting. You will definitely want to stay tuned in. Well, thank you, Lisa, for joining me this week. Oh, thank you again. My pleasure. And thanks to all of you for listening. Till next week, keep it spicy when you're steeping around. Cheers.